88 tonight. It's not a terribly long psalm. We're going we're gonna to do the whole thing, 18 verses. We're, we're not going to go through it verse by verse, though, just, just because of the, of the type of psalm it is. I don't, I don't know that it warrants us going through verse by verse because as we read through the whole thing, we're going to be able to kind of get the idea of it and the gist of it. And, and it's kind of heavy in a sense. I almost skipped it. I almost said, you know, this is kind of a, this is kind of a depressing psalm. But then I said, no, we're going to look at it because it's good. It's here for a reason. And this psalm is somewhat unique and that, quite frankly, it doesn't, it doesn't really end on a happy note. It, it just kind of it just kind of leaves you hanging. You, you're waiting, especially at this point. If you if you're reading through the Psalms for the first time, you know you've seen a bunch of them up to this point. Where David talks about he's got this hard stuff going on. He's crying out to the Lord, God, I need you. God, save me. God, rescue me. God, where are you at? God, are you here? Are you listening? And and then there's always this 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 hope that he finds at the end. This joy that he finds. This deliverance that he finds. And you wait for that in Psalm 88, but yet it doesn't come. It just is a cry and a plea just in a time of despair. And so we'll, we'll uh, pray, and then we'll read through the... Well, let's read through it, then we'll pray, and then we'll talk about it. Psalm 88, we'll start with the superscription. <clears throat> a song, a psalm of the sons of Korah from the choir director according to... Mahaleth, Leonoth, a school of Heman, the Ezrahite. Now, we will comment just a minute on that superscription before we move on. All right, so we, we, we're familiar with this language at this point uh, as far as a psalm of the sons of Korah. Uh, we do have a, a, a kind of a, a, a name attributed to who wrote this, and we see that at the end, uh, Heman, the Ezrahite. Now, this is the name that we see pretty frequently in the Old Testament, the name Heman. We see that uh, probably the one that's being talked about here is the one who was in service to David, one of the, one of the guys who was over the service of, of songs and things as such in the temple. Heman is one of the names that you see listed as you go back and look in First Chronicles. This is probably the same person that's being talked about here uh, since this would kind of fit the time period of the person described in the time of David. Uh, so you can find that name a lot. There's a few different Hemans mentioned, but it's probably the one who served under David during that time. We also see another, a new phrase here we haven't seen up to this point, uh, Mahalath Leonoth. What that means? Well, it's kind of unknown. You know, so many of these things that we see in these superscriptions, we don't have a good we don't have a good idea as to really what they mean. Some have said, oh, maybe this was an instrument. Some have said maybe this is, the description of what this psalm is about. It describes the tone of the psalm. I don't know what it means. Nobody really is certain what it means. Uh, what we really only know from this superscription for sure is that Heman is the one who wrote this. And as we read through the psalm, we will see that he was in a, in a real time of despair and trouble in his life. Verse 1. <clears throat> Lord God of my salvation... I cry out before you day and night. May my prayer reach your presence. Listen to my cry. For I have had enough troubles, and my life is near Sheol. I am counted among those going down to the pit. I am like a man without strength, abandoned among the dead. I am like the slain lying in the grave, 
whom you no longer remember and are cut off from your care. You have put me in the lowest part of the pit, in the darkest places, in the depths. Your wrath weighs heavily on me. You have overwhelmed me with all your waves, Selah. You have distanced my friends from me. You have made, my, you have made me repulsive to them. I am shut in and cannot go out. My eyes are worn out from crying. Lord, I cry out to you all day long. I spread out my hands to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do departed spirits rise up to praise you? Selah. Will your faithful love be declared in the grave, your faithfulness in Abaddon? Will your wonders be known in the darkness or your righteousness in the land of oblivion? But I call to you, Lord, excuse me, but I call to you for help, Lord. In the morning, my prayer meets you. Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you hide your face from me? From my youth, I have been afflicted and near death. I suffer your horrors. I am desperate. Your wrath sweeps over me. Your terrors destroy me. They surround me like water all day long. They close in on me from every side. You have distanced loved one, excuse, you have distanced loved one and neighbor from me. Darkness is my only friend. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight and we, we read these words and these are heavy words. And maybe for some, even now in our life, these words, they hit home with us, dear Lord. Maybe there are some who feel like Heman do tonight. Maybe there are some in this room or some that are listening, dear Lord, that feel as though they are in this place of desperation and despair, dear Lord. That they are calling out to you and calling out to you and waiting to hear from you. God, I pray that tonight, I pray that soon, I pray that when the time is right, dear Lord, that they would hear from you, that they would feel your presence, but that even tonight, God, you give us encouragement through these words to get through the tough times. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. This psalm is, is, is very strong language, and in some ways, maybe some of us have been here. Now, maybe some of us have suffered some kind of difficulties in life, some type of desperation where you, where you felt like, oh, is God close? Is God even care? Does God hear these prayers? Sometimes you kind of feel like that. But, but this is really serious right here. What Heman is saying, God, where are you? God, I am in the deepest, darkest place and feel completely separated from you. I feel your wrath on me. I'm not hearing from you. I don't know what to do. And God, I keep praying out to you. Where are you? And God, I cry out to you. Where are you? And God, I call out to you. Where are you? And this is the psalm. He continues to call out to God. He continues to express his despair, his living in darkness that no one wants in thing to do with him, that he's shut off and he's just in the worst of the worst possible places. And that is a place of hopelessness. What am I going to do? God, I'm calling out to you. Who else can I call out to? And so many of the times that we see this type of language in the Psalms, especially when David writes, as in Psalm 13, 
We see David use such language, but then we see the psalm end with beautiful language of restoration, of joy, that, that David has found joy in the Lord, that he called to the Lord in his time of despair, and yet God has heard, and before the psalm is even over, David is rejoicing in the Lord. But perhaps that's the goodness of this psalm. We always read those psalms of David, and, and part of what makes those good is we know, okay, oh, this is starting out kind of heavy, but, but I know the good part's coming. I know this is fisting to get encouraging. I know really soon I'm going to hear something that's what I need to hear that's going to lift me up. And perhaps Psalm 88 is somewhat of a reality check because it just kind of leaves us hanging. And perhaps it's a reality check for us because maybe God is telling us, you don't know when help is coming. That's a hard thing for us to accept because we, we want that help to be right around the corner because it is the worst season in life when you are in a time of despair. As some and many in the Christian community have referred to it through the centuries, is a dark night of the soul. That comes from the title of a poem that was written back in the 1500s, I believe. A dark night of the soul. Maybe you've heard that phrase or maybe you've used that phrase, but sometimes you'll hear Christians use that. Some of the greatest Christian thinkers and teachers and preachers that have ever been, and many of them have a story where they talk about their dark night of the soul, a time where they just didn't feel anything, where it's like all of a sudden just the, the walls dropped and they couldn't feel the presence of God. They didn't feel God speaking to them. They didn't know what to do. They were just going along for weeks and for months, not sure what to do. Their faith was a wreck, and they were just hanging on. They didn't know what caused it in some situations. Some situations they did, and these seasons are hard to go through. And maybe some of you have been through a dark night of the soul, or maybe you have not. But here in Psalm 88, Heman shows us what to do in these seasons, and that is to continue to call out to the Lord. How long will our days of difficulty last? I don't know the answer to that. We wish that when our days of difficulty would come, that they would leave just as quick. When I got sick uh, Friday night, Saturday morning, I said, man, maybe this will be a 24-hour sickness. And then the next day, I said, maybe it'll be a 48-hour sickness. And then I said, maybe it'll be a 36-hour sickness. And sometimes things that we want to end quickly, they just linger on and linger on. And the worst thing in the world is waiting. It's the worst thing in the world. This time about last year, we made a big old countdown calendar. We're fixing to go on vacation 199 days. 199 days is a long time to wait. But then when you get, when you get to the point and you get over the hump, it's been 90 days almost since we went on that trip has already passed. Half the time that we were waiting has already passed, but it goes so quick. It's difficult when we are waiting to get out of the day of darkness. But once we get out of it, it passes into the past and we grow from it. But the question is, are we going to continue to call out to the Lord? What's the, what's the answer? What's the hope of this psalm tonight? Wait. That's it. Wait. When did Heman's hope come? I don't know when it came. He leaves us waiting here. 
He's still calling out to the Lord. Did it come? Yes, I believe it did. Maybe it came the day he wrote it. Maybe it came the next day. Or maybe it didn't come for two years. But whenever our hope will come, our hope will only come in Jesus Christ and Christ alone. And so we wait. And our days of darkness and our days of trouble and our days of despair, we wait. Because who else can we wait on but the Lord? Let us be those who wait on the Lord today. Let us be those who wait on the Lord in the good days and in the bad days. Let us not give up in our dark nights of the soul, but let us trust God to know that he is working something in us to make us who he wants to be and to get us where he wants us to be. Even if our situation doesn't make sense and is unexplainable and is painful, let us continue to cry out to God all the more, just as Heman did in Psalm 88. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this good word, dear Lord. This is, this is heavy in so many ways what we see here tonight. And in some ways, this is not encouraging at all. But in other ways, this is the most encouraging thing that we could ever read tonight, dear Lord. That we just must wait on you, dear Lord. That we must call out to you, dear Lord. That we must trust in you, dear Lord. Maybe there's some tonight here. Maybe there's some listening. And God, maybe when I, when I talk about a dark night of the soul, maybe tonight they get it. Maybe tonight they say, that is me. God, if that is them, I pray tonight that they'd listen to Heman, that they'd call out to you, that they'd trust in you, that they'd pray to you, that they'd seek you, and that they would wait on you, dear Lord, because they are salvation and no other than Jesus Christ, to know that you are not far from them. They may not feel you now. They may not see you now. They may not understand their situation now, but God, let them trust you now. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.